0: Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Beekeeping at Five Apple Farm. This is Lee, and I'm so glad you have joined me today. I'm recording this on the morning after winter solstice, which is very exciting to me because that means in the quiet dark of our hives out there, the queens are going to very shortly start to lay a little bit as the light gets longer. I always just feel this huge sense of relief when we've made it to this side <laughs> Every day we get about two more minutes of daylight, I think, and uh, I'll take every single every single minute. I think my psyche is solar powered, so it really helps get through. Today I'm going to read you an article. I thought this would be fun. The article is called Beekeeper's Toolbox by Jim Burnt, and it is from beeculture.com. BeeCulture has given me permission to read the occasional article to you, and in thanks, I would like to say if you need a last minute present for yourself or for another beekeeper that you know, beeculture.com is indeed a great fun present. I like it. I get the digital subscription. I've actually resubscribed to the print subscription too because I like <laughs> I like something I can tote around with me and read the magazine whether or not I have any wireless or power or anything can't be without reading things when you need it. Anyway, this article called Beekeeper's Toolbox by Jim Burt is fun. It's just about the toolbox he made out of wood. It looks very much uh, kind of like the old carpenter's tray. It's like a tray with a handle. And I have to confess that a couple years back, I splurged and got a toolbox from Blue Sky uh, Beekeeping. And I mentioned that just because to my knowledge, that's the only one that carries this particular toolbox and it's metal and I like that because I can put my smoker in it you know with a stopper while being careful. <laughs> you can put your smoker in it and then if you have if you're in your car it, it won't smoke it up too bad but don't leave it in there because it still will smoke it up and it smells like you've had a campfire in your car. Anyway I thought this was fun and it might get you thinking about the things that you will be using to keep your bees or might need to ask for for last-minute presents or anything. hope you enjoy it. And next week, maybe I can tell you about what I keep in my toolbox and what I promised a couple of weeks ago, which is to talk about some of the record-keeping changes that I experimented with and changed this year. Okay, so here we go. Beekeeper's Toolbox by Jim Burnt in Bee Culture Magazine, and this is from September 2019. I am not a naturally tidy person, I'm not one of those people who knows precisely where everything is and have my tools outlined on a pegboard in my shop. Having said that, I like to have the tools at hand when I'm working on a project. Many beekeeping operations can be done with nothing more than a hive tool and a smoker, but others require a variety of tools and supplies. I wanted some ways to keep all of these things together and handy as I moved from hive to hive and apiary to apiary, I decided that a simple toolbox dedicated to beekeeping would be my best solution. That way, when it's time to check my bees, all I have to do is grab my toolbox and go. I've seen other beekeepers use a variety of containers to carry materials around the apiary – 5-gallon buckets, modified nuke boxes, and a variety of other small containers. One of the problems I noticed with many of these repurposed containers is that most of the stuff sits in a big pile in the bottom, requiring the beekeeper to dig through the pile to find the things they need. I wanted something a little bit more organized, something that would hold the tools I use all of the time in dedicated slots, but still have some open space to hold the miscellaneous things I need on any given day. I also wanted a way to keep track of some of the bits and pieces that are too small for a dedicated slot, but can be hard to find in the bottom of the box. Things like extra screws and nails, and extra lighter, or empty queen cages. And I wanted to be able to carry my lit smoker in or on my toolbox. This would allow me to carry all of my tools in one hand as I move from hive to hive and would leave the other hand free to carry other things. So what types of things do I need or want to carry when working my bees? Beekeepers love gadgets and it would be easy to overload a box with every conceivable device for every possible need. I designed my toolbox around the things I use frequently, leaving space to carry specialty items only when they're needed. So what do I want to have available all the time? I want to have a couple of hive tools and a smoker. I need fuel for my smoker and a, light to, a lighter to get it started. I occasionally use a bee brush and a frame hanger, so I wanted these handy. I also need the tools to make simple repairs to my hives if I find a problem. If I come across an unmarked queen, I want queen marking pins and possibly an empty queen cage. I need to have my notebook, pens, and marker to maintain records, and for making notes on frames as needed. I also need the space to carry the things related to what I'm doing on that visit. Wash bottles for mic counts, sugar for feeding, a couple extra frames, or possibly a package of mic treatments. This toolbox works well for me, and I can easily find all of these things without having to dig through a pail or sort through an unorganized box. Like many projects, my simple toolbox became a little more elaborate by the time I incorporated all the features I wanted. Still, I've been pleased with the results. My beekeeping toolbox is a version of the classic tradesman wooden toolbox. Simple to build, easy to adapt for specific needs. On one end, I keep most of my tools in dedicated slots. Since I keep both top bar and langstroth hives, I carry a traditional hive tool and a serrated knife, which is my top bar hive tool. My hives and other beekeeping equipment are assembled with a variety of screws so I keep screwdrivers for each type handy. Along one of the side walls I have slots for my stapler and my beekeeping notebook. Next to these slots I have a strip of wood drilled out to hold markers and pins. My bee brush fits through a slot on an outside wall. I angled upward so the brush doesn't fall out when moving the box. On the opposite long side I have cut slots to fit my frame hanger brackets. So the brackets slide in along the bottom and the rails are snug against the box side. A small toggle keeps the frame hanger in place. One end of the toolbox has a wooden bracket to hold my smoker and a wooden block drilled out to hold my lighter. A hole drilled through the end is sized to hold my smoker cork so that it doesn't get lost when the smoker is in use. The interior of the box is open and used to carry whatever I may be taking out into the bee yard that day. I usually carry three coffee cans with tight-fitting lids, one each filled with tinder and hardwood pellets for my smoker and one filled with thin gloves to wear during inspections. My box is long enough to hold a standard Langthr- langstreth frame and deep enough that a deep frame can rest against the handle and not fall out. My solution for organizing the small bits and pieces is a plastic tackle box. And this is one of those, um, those flat kind that are about the size of a book. I've attached wooden rails to the bottom of the tackle box, which fit against the inside walls of the toolbox so the box can fit snugly on top. This keeps the tackle box easy to access and keeps it from taking up room in the interior. My tackle box usually contains things like extra screws, nails, extra lighter, queen cages, queen paint markers, and other small items. I used three-fourth inch or nominal one-inch pine lumber to build my box, which is what I had on hand. All the joints are glued and screwed together for strength. The handle was one large bolt on each end for strength and a smaller screw on each end to keep the handle from rotating. The interior partitions are made of quarter-inch plywood. The holder for the smoker on the end of a box was the only tricky part of the construction. The smoker is held by the bellows, so the wooden bracket needs to be sized for the bellows of your smoker. I laid my smoker on its side and traced the profile of the bellows when it was fully expanded. Then I transferred that profile to my lumber to make the sides of the bracket to hold the smoker. I drilled a hole in the plate on the front of the smoker bracket that lines up with the hole in the bellows, which blows air into the smoker. This allows me to pump the smoker occasionally to keep it burning while leaving it in its holder on the toolbox. Oh, now that is a handy addition. If I were to build another toolbox, I would probably consider doing a few things differently. First, I'd probably build it out of some thinner lumber. The three-quarter inch pine of my box is very strong, probably much stronger and heavier than needed. Using thinner stock would cut down on the weight of the empty box. Second, I'd probably make it a bit shorter, as the current length is a bit awkward to maneuver sometimes. I think the ideal length might be such that a standard frame would just fit in the interior, about 3 or 4 inches shorter than my box is now. I might make the sides of the box an inch or two deeper to give a little more storage space. The drawing shows the dimensions of my toolbox. I provided these dimensions for reference only, as one of the great advantages of this design is that it's adaptable to the size the user needs. Give some thought to what you want to carry and size your box accordingly. I used simple butt joints for my toolbox, but if you wanted to make it stronger and more impressive joint, you could use a box joint or dovetails. In the same way, I used inexpensive pine lumber and painted the finished box you could use some nice hardwood and stain your box if you prefer something a bit showier. And so that's all of the article. It's in the September 2019 issue of Bee Culture. And there are all kinds of great photos and the drawing of the dimensions of his box. And there's some nice, there's some nice little details. The box I have that's metal um, is also very heavy, and I don't. And that's one thing that I, d- I do wish for a lighter box because uh, it's heavy if you have to carry it any distance. I normally use that only on the outyards, so I have a toolbox that goes to the outyards that pretty much lives in the very back of the Subaru, unless I'm having to haul something or have people in the car <laughs> that might have luggage or something that needs to go in the back. Otherwise, the back hatch of the Subaru is usually full of all kinds of of bee stuff. And it it has that wonderful pull cover that I can can cover it up. (laughs) Uh, If it doesn't, if the bee boxes don't go above the level of the seat. But I do wish, like he does, that mine was lighter. And I also wish that it was shorter. And the reason is that on the days that I have been moving like a bunch of bee equipment or even actual hives in the back hatch of the Subaru, then I set my toolbox in the front seat if I have run out of room in the back seat because I've got boxes in there. Even with the seat slide all the way back, the box will not fit in the seat lengthwise like so that one end is against the seat and one end is against the dashboard. It will not fit that way. You have to turn it sideways and then the seat is not quite wide enough to to hold the same thing. So it's it's awkward that way and so shorter would be better The metal one I have is built to hold a frame inside. And in hindsight, I just don't know if that's really needed because, I mean, usually if you're taking frames, it's just as easy to, you know, stick a few frames in a five-gallon bucket. So now you've got two two toolboxes. Anyway, my toolbox only goes to the outyards and it's got everything. It's got its own smoker, its own um, hive tools, its own everything in there, which is nice because even if it's just sitting in the garage, I can... Stick it in the car if I'm about to go uh, work on bees. And then in my home yard, since the yard is quite a ways from the bee shop, I have a bucket out there. It is not glorious, it's one of those heavy duty, rubber made buckets with a real tight fitting lid that people use for storage. I've got everything I need in there. And it does create the effect that he describes of everything can get into a pile in the bottom if I'm not careful. And so I'm just like out there digging around in the box. It's not very elegant. Um, But it does work. The empty frames will fit down in there um, so I can store new unworked frames in there in case anybody needs some of those. I don't put anything with wax on it in there because in the sun that plastic box would likely get hot enough to, uh, to melt the wax. So those two containers do me well and in terms of tools like him I mean mostly if a box needs repair I tend to take it back to my little shop except when I don't like the box out there that has a piece of uh, hardware cloth, some tacked over a crack in the box with a note in a Sharpie that says, fix this. And I think it's been there for about two years now. The bees have totally propolized that Crack, which I think it was a knot in the wood that fell out. So that, but they've totally propalized it closed on the inside, and I've protected it on the outside with the bee hardware cloth and thumbtacks. And so now it's just funny to me every time I see that fix this with an arrow, and it's still there. So I, I don't tend to carry screwdrivers. I just carry a couple of hive tools, and hive tools are the opposite of rabbits because if you only have one, it's going to disappear, and if you have two, then you'll might be able to find one. And they they do show up eventually, but I've taken to tying a little strip of really brightly colored uh, flagging tape around mine. So because mine are silver and when I, if I lay them down on the lids, then they kind of blend in or if they fall into the grass, they kind of blend in. So that little bright pink flagging tape has saved me many a hive tool. And then I just replace it if I break it or melt it off of there or anything. The notebooks, I'm going to talk to you about that next time because I've actually changed from a notebook to my phone. Now his little tackle box, that's pretty cool. My version of that is various Tupperware containers from the thrift store with things in them. And also I will say, I don't know if you've had Talenti ice cream. I don't own stock in Talenti ice cream. <laughs> so don't worry this is not a promotion but they Talendy ice cream comes in these little clear I guess it's a pint size jar it's a clear plastic jar that's a pint with a wide top and it, it they are so handy I whenever back when I used to get to visit people's houses and if we were serving Talenti ice cream, I'd always be like, do you want that jar when we're done? (laughs) And I'm very careful about my jars. I had one in the kitchen and we had some guests over last year and someone was like, oh, do you mind if I put the leftovers in this jar? And I'm like, oh no, I would rather give you one of my brand new plastics than you take my Talenti jar. Because I was just waiting, you know, till nobody was in the kitchen so I could sneak it down into the workshop. But they are wonderfully useful. Um, They can roll around down in the box without any harm. And I keep the um, um, latex gloves in there in the event the bees are in a bad mood. Um, When latex gloves got, or I should say they're non-latex, they're the nitrile gloves. When they got scarce early this year, I started hoarding them. I I wouldn't use my box for anything because I didn't know when I'd be able to get them again. And I worked bees all year with no gloves for the first time. I, I mean, I just have never done that before. And even though I had to wash my hands more, you know, between hives and uh, when you get the propolis all over your hands, it was really fun uh, to make that transition all these years in to to being glove-free unless the bees are in a really bad mood. And then I have the thin non-latex gloves ready to go. I also keep my fence tester in a plastic that fits it really nice. I think somebody gave me like a sweatband that I promptly lost, but it came in this plastic tube-like thing that happens to fit the fence tester just perfectly. So I'm always on the lookout, you know, for perfect containers to keep each of these things in the toolbox, but he just got a tackle box, one of those, and it's one of those flat, tackle boxes with the adjustable dividers so he's made it very neat there's great photos and this box does look heavy man it it looks heavy I would not be able to carry that box in one hand and carry anything else in the other hand but the his smoker sticks off the end and of course he was interested in keeping it lit I'm kind of the opposite usually by the time I put the smoker back in the box in the in my car toolbox I want it to be out so that I'm not smoking up my car I made a stopper out of aluminum foil. It's shaped like a champagne cork, but it's made out of aluminum foil that I stuff in the um, smoker and then set it down in that metal bin in the, the Blue Sky Bee Supply box. And it it doesn't smoke hardly at all. And I'm, I'm very pleased with that. He uses coffee cans for his pellet tender. Looks like he uses uh, crumpled up paper to start it and then pellets to put on top of it. I, oh, be on the lookout look out for these this Christmas. If you happen to get tall thin cookie tins, like if you get Christmas cookies in a tall thin tin, someone gave us a set of three metal tins and they each had different flavor cookies. And I could not wait to get my hands on those tins because they don't have a very big footprint, but they're quite tall. And so I can stuff one of them full of pine shavings and one of them full of pellets. And between the two things can keep smoke going a long time. So anyway, this is just a silly little thing to get you thinking about your toolbox and, you know, get it, go out there and get your toolbox and clean it all up and just think of all the fun that you're going to have with your bees this year. I am so grateful for each and every one of you, for every single listener, and of course, especially for the patrons that keep everything going on this podcast. And I thank them so much. This is episode 80 and just this week, I rolled over to eighty patrons. That was that was fun. The podcast gets over a thousand listens, um, pretty much every episode, and some of them are uh, twice that. Some of the popular ones are twice that. Of a thousand people, if you get eighty to support you on Patreon, in my opinion, you're doing you're doing good, and they're keeping the lights on and keeping the recorder going. So I'm full of gratitude for you. I'm really appreciative that there are over a thousand beekeepers out there in this country and other countries who are listening regularly because they want to know more about their bees and they want to learn and they want to learn new things. I mentioned last week that there's a type of beekeeper who just wants to learn one way to do it and once they get it to work they're never going to change their way again and back when we could go to bee meetings we would hear a lot of those folks who if somebody said hey I tried out this new thing they'd be like you don't need that new thing you need to do the same old thing every single time if that works for them I'm glad and hey if anything works regularly for you as a beekeeper then by golly keep doing it but I also just love all the people who want to increase their knowledge and increase their skills and just increase their options of anything they run into in the bee yard that they've heard something or read something or seen something that that maybe they could try that will help them with that and I love that so bravo you continuing learners I am so glad we are all on this beekeeping adventure together learning as we go so I'll wrap this up here. Um, I don't. I. I might get another one out before the new year. I'm not sure if I'll make it to that. But I wish you each the best possible kind of holiday you can have in 2020. And by all means, please be safe. Please be careful. Follow all the rules. Just this one holiday. And if we do that, then there'll just be so many more of us who get to have the next holiday. Wishing you all well. Take care. Talk to you soon.